Hi, this is Pastor Louisa from the Rock Community Church. Thanks for joining us today in our Bible reading plan. Our hope and prayer is that you discover more of who Jesus is. How exciting to be back again, Mark. 11 we're up to today, and this is another big hitter. Uh, It's when Jesus comes into Jerusalem, his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. What a way to title that. I mean, this guy is literally knowing that he's going into this town of Jerusalem to be handed over and ultimately killed, but he comes in triumphantly. This is also one of the uh, the story of where Jesus gets frustrated and turns over the tables of the money changers. He argues with some of the chief priests and the elders. It's just, um, yeah, I suppose one of them chapters where we get to see the humanity of Jesus outworking in the world that he was in and how he navigated that. So why don't we jump into uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 1, Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Now as they were approaching Jerusalem, they arrived at the place of stables near Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of his disciples ahead and said to them, As soon as you enter the village ahead, you will find a donkey, a colt, tethered there, that has never been ridden, untie it and bring it to me. And if anyone asks, why are you taking it? Tell them, the master needs it and will send it back to you soon. So they went and found the colt outside in the street, tied to a gate. When they started to untie it, some people standing there said to them, why are you untying this colt? They answered just as Jesus had told them, the master needs it and he will send it back to you soon. So the bystanders let them go. The disciples brought the colt to Jesus and piled their cloaks and prayer shawls on the young donkey, and Jesus rode upon it. Many people carpeted the road in front of him with their cloaks and prayer shawls, while others gathered palm branches and spread them before him. Jesus rode it into the center of the procession, with crowds going before him and behind him. They all shouted in celebration, Bring the victory! We welcome the one coming with the blessing of being sent from the Lord, Yahweh. Blessings rest on this kingdom he's ushering in right now. The kingdom of our father David, bring us this victory in the highest realm of heaven. Jesus rode through the gates of Jerusalem and up to the temple. After looking around at everything, he left for Bethany with the twelve and spent the night, for it was already late in the day. Jesus and the fruitless fig tree. The next day, as they left Bethany, Jesus was feeling hungry. He noticed a leafy fig tree in the distance, so he walked over to see if there was any fruit on it. But there was none, only leaves, for it wasn't yet season for bearing fruit. Jesus spoke to the fig tree, saying, No one will ever eat fruit from you again. And the disciples overheard him. Jesus drives merchants out of the temple courts. When they came into Jerusalem, Jesus went directly into the temple area and overturned all the tables and benches of the merchants who were doing business there. One by one, he drove them all out of the temple courts, and they scrambled away, including the money changers and those selling doves. And he would not allow them to use the temple courts as a thoroughfare for carrying their merchandise and their furniture. Then he began to teach the people, saying, Does not the scripture say, My house will be a house of prayer for all the world to share? but you have made it into a thieves' hangout. When the chief priests and religious scholars heard this, they began to hatch a plot as to how they could eliminate Jesus. But they feared him and his influence, 
because the entire crowd was carried away with astonishment by his teachings. So he and his disciples spent the night outside the city. Lessons of Faith In the morning they passed by the fig tree that Jesus spoke to, and it was completely withered from the roots up. Peter remembered and said to him, Teacher, look, that's the fig tree that you cursed. It's now all shriveled up and dead. Jesus replied, Let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth I speak to you. If someone says to this mountain, with great faith, and having no doubt, mountain be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea, and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced that you have received it and it will be yours. And wherever you stand praying, if you find that you carry something in your heart against another person, release him and forgive him so that your Father in heaven will also release you and forgive you for your faults. But if you will not release forgiveness, don't expect your Father in heaven to release you from your misdeeds. The religious leaders questioned Jesus' authority. They came again into Jerusalem, and while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the Jewish rulers, the chief priests, certain religious scholars, and the elders approached him. They came up to him and asked, What right do you have to say and do these things? Who gave you authority to do all this? Jesus replied, I too have questions to ask you. If you can answer this question, then I will tell you by what power I do all these things. Where did John's authority to immerse come from? Was it from heaven or from people? Answer me now. They stepped away and debated amongst themselves, saying, How shall we answer this? If we say, From heaven, he will say to us, Then why don't you respond to John and believe what he says? But if we say, From people, we fear the crowds, for they are convinced that John was God's prophet. So they finally answered, We don't know. Then neither will I tell you where my power comes from to do these things, Jesus replied. Well, Mark 11, done and dusted. What a great part of scripture. Um, I find it really interesting to see Jesus get frustrated and flip tables. There's this line in a song that I really like, and it says this, if you want to be like Jesus, you might have to flip some tables. So maybe the question for you today could be, what are the religious tables in your life? Or what are the tables that are getting in the way of you having a moment with God? You might have to flip them. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you love us and that you care for us and that you were so willing to enter Jerusalem, the place where you knew you were going to have to be killed. What a great, great sacrifice you made for us by taking on our sin so that we can be saved. May we live a life that is grateful for what you've done. Amen. Thanks for joining us today in our Bible reading plan. Don't miss future episodes. Click follow to subscribe and share with a friend. Have a great day.